Welcome to the AJP podcast, a podcast for pharmacists by pharmacists, where we discuss current events, relevant topics, and emerging issues. I'm your host, Carly McMoore, and together with the AJP, I'm bringing you the opinions and expertise of different pharmacists to discuss their views and insights on topics relevant to pharmacists. Please like and rate each episode and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Today, Catherine shares her insights into women in the workplace, maternity leave, family, workplace support, and the importance of it. Hi, my name is Catherine. Uh, I work for the Department of Health, um, but I'm also a casual clinical pharmacist. And I'm a mum of two, uh, Elijah, who is three and a half, and Emily, who is two. Thank you. Um, I wanted to talk today about your experiences of maternity and your experiences of being a working mum. I understand that there's lots to balance in that realm. So I'd ask you from the time that you found out that you were, let's say, pregnant and you were thinking about the changes to your work and life and how to explain things to to your employer, how did you balance all of that? Uh, At the time, I was working uh, for a private hospital. Um, I think I was, uh, yeah, very career-oriented at the time and really was also planning to have a family. So my mindset was I wanted both, Um, but also really was career-driven, had my – I was in the thick of my Masters of Public Health. I was really passionate about what I wanted to do. I had a clear vision of where I wanted to go and that I thought – that my children will fit into that, you know, and I thought I can do this. And um, so with my employer, I just approached them. I think I was probably about 18 weeks or so. I was fairly in because I knew, I knew that I was, I was what, 34 at the time. So I kind of knew there were risks, not necessarily like high risks, but there were risks involved. And I um, uh, decided that I will wait until a bit later, not because of fear or anything, but just with my, you know, age I just wanted to make sure that you know it stuck <laughs> the baby stuck and made sure that yeah um and family first obviously and then uh, employers after I told them and they were very supportive very excited um I was then kind of very um yeah very very it, it took a while for me to wrap my head about being a mum um even though I wanted to be um in that first year uh, the first the first nine months of being um, a pregnant mum, I was really like, okay, I can do this, and you know, it's a, it was a con- it was a concept. And then uh, when I got closer to it, like the last you know month or so, and things we got things became real, and I took time off. I, I think I worked up till thirty eight weeks, thirty eight and a half weeks. I was really it was a really good pregnancy. Um, I must admit, for compared to a lot of other uh, women, um, and I just kind of but felt really fit and healthy. So I was like, you know, I can do this. This is really good. And then as soon as babe bub came, I was, um, you know, obviously went through all the um, uh, mental processes, emotional processes. But then I was like, oh, my gosh, so how is this going to fit in my career? Because we'll we'll see. And it took me a good six to eight months to really let go of my career. Not not, not, not saying that everyone has to let go. I just... I felt like this is this is here now and I need to be here as a mum. And so I shelved my career for a, 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 bit, a bit for a good few years because I thought, no, I'm going to have another um, and I really want to put my all into this. 
So yeah, that was just me, me though. Like, I mean, everyone's different. And I, I know that of high performing uh, individuals who went back to work and can do it all. Um, but I just couldn't, I, I'm not that kind of person, but, and that's okay. Um, so yeah, I just, uh, I felt like my employer really understood. I was able to go back, uh, in a different, um, uh, capacity, but I was able to go back uh, part-time after my first and they were really understanding. They gave me three different roles, which was really amazing and that they trusted me and, you know, I felt really valued. Um, and then I fell pregnant almost within a year after, yeah, after, um, giving birth to my son. So yeah, it was really interesting time. Um, I didn't expect it to be so fast <laughs> between, between two bubs. Um, but yeah, again, they understood. And so I, I, I didn't wait because there was a lot of issues with this second one. Um, at eight weeks, there was a lot of issues already. So, um, yeah, they knew early on, much earlier than my first. Um, and they were very understanding. Uh, in the end, I had to take mat leave at 28 or 30 weeks so I could have bed rest. Um, not necessarily strictly bed rest, bed rest, not hospital bound or anything like that. But I just had to not uh, um, raise my blood pressure too much. So that was that. So And they were very understanding too. And then after the second, I was able to go back to the same employer um, as a, in a, in a ca casual capacity on my choice, not necessarily because they didn't have a spot for me. They have several spots. They wanted me back, but I was only able to commit to casual. So that was that. So my employer has been a very supportive and, um, yeah, supportive and, and accepting of my situations and dynamic. Um, so yeah, I've really been appreciative of that and not everyone has that, um, experience. So, yeah. So can I ask, you've mentioned that you kind of shelved your career for a few. What what did that look like for you? So I, as I said, I was in the thick of my master's. So it took me – I was able to fit another handful of units in before my second came. Um, and so that for me for me was shelving my career because the master's is what I, was what I needed uh, to – head into, you know, health emotion, program management, to do project policy type work. So I really wanted to uh, finish it so I can, you know, spearhead into what I wanted to do. So, um, but I didn't want to leave the pharmacy profession. I see myself as a pharmacist forever. Um, I come from committed to being a pharmacist. It's just um, another avenue for me to express what I want to, what impact I want to have on the world. So, yeah, that MPH, it took me another... I had to uh, discontinue it uh, when my daughter was born because the seven years had elapsed. So in that respect, um, I, had in, I, felt, I felt like I didn't have a lot of say in the MPH. I just had to – the seven years elapsed and I had to discontinue it, go back in, and then there were different requirements by then. So you can, you can imagine what happens in seven years. Uh, um, public health changes, obviously. And so by the time I got back – I was able to go back in. I was in the red, right headspace. I was – um, able to commit to some time away from my bub, you know, um, that I, I was able to go back to MPH, but then it was different requirements, different um, core subjects. So um, I would have to do uh, in 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 uh, in excess of two units, which is six thousand dollars at least, plus another you know six months or a year if I can even do it in in six months. I don't know if I could. 
Um, so yeah, it was a, a, a lot. So in, and in the end, I did all the required units back from when I was, you know, enrolled, um, but not for the new unit, the new course of MPH. So then I don't have a piece of paper to show for it, but I have done the required unit. So it's, it's been a very uh, tough thing to sort of reconcile, but um, I've accepted it because I kind of, um, yeah, I'm now working for the Department of Health and, uh, you know, it's, 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 the, it's a role that I can learn those aspects. Um, but, yeah, so that's – I shelved it, but now um, a, a new opportunity, opportunities have arisen from it um, and uh, things that I could never have planned but have um, presented themselves – I've taken um so that's been really an eye-opener that I don't have to plan everything that things come sometimes and there are times when you do have to work for those goals and aspirations and just place yourself in those opportunities whether they come or not but you learn still in those circumstances so I kind of felt like that was where I kind of pivoted um so I put my I put my shelf my, my career on the shelf and prioritize my kids um <clears throat> but also myself in, in in one respect because i just don't, i don't think i could have handled both um and i think that's okay um i felt like there was no shame in that but the me um in 2018 when my first was born would, wouldn't have been like that i would i would have i was actually really in a lot of uh, i rode the wave of emotion in that first eight months of my my first child's life i was really like up and down about it, I mourned the loss of my career. Um, I, I mourned the loss of control of my life. Like, you know, as you know, um, with children, they take over your life. <laughs> so it's kind of, um, yeah, it was a, a real big uh, sort of change, mental change for me. Um, yeah. You said that your employer was really supportive and especially during your second pregnancy when you had extra considerations for your health. How did they support you through that process? Did they continually ask you how you were finding the tasks and adjust tasks accordingly? Did they make decisions for you? Did you make decisions for yourself? How did it work? Well, for me, the support came in the form of um, being allowed time off um, without having to, you know, have medical certificates it was it was a given that there was they obviously had to have some sort of like evidence with a sick a sick leave type thing um from the doctor but it was just more like having having that um mental freedom to be allowed to go and go just drop everything go go and have scans done or <clears throat> checkups it was um interfering with my work workflow in but they were accepting of that and so they and they knew that what I was like and how I work that I would always pick up from where I left off and finish the work so that for me was really that they trusted me um I felt like that was um a really good thing and I guess they maybe they did um distribute the responsibilities elsewhere but I didn't feel like they were taking anything from me um in that respect and I wasn't really too concerned obviously because um I was more concerned about my baby um but I didn't at no point did I ever feel like it was uh, I was given menial tasks or I was um sort of spoken to as an aside or as a as a sort of 
uh, we have to talk to you about this compared to others, like, you know, prioritizing others. But I kind of felt like it was, um, and I've been very lucky that the company I work for, worked for um, were headed by females. So the, state, the, 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 the manager of the company was, is um, a, a female and the, the, hostel, the site that I was working at was managed by a female. Um, and I guess it's a female-dominated like, um, uh, profession, but it, it still means that f- being female-run, it means that they understand a lot more and uh, empathise a lot more. But there are a lot of pharmacies that are not female-run. Um, so I could understand the difficulties there in a private setting that they can not understand. But, you know, I think <clears throat> if they want to retain the workforce, they really need to um, empathise that much more to keep the workforce. So <clears throat> it is to their interest to um, to be more empathetic to to females who are expecting or who are pregnant, who have issues. Um, and so far, like I, the one, the, the pharmacies I've worked for have been like that to others, not necessarily to me, like as in I, I was young then. Um, so I was not in that stage, but to others, like to mums, to those who had kids in primary school, high school commitments, you know, outside of work, they were very accommodating. Um, but again, I can understand that some workplaces are not like that. So yeah, it's, it, it is difficult. And I think it still exists in the, in our profession, unfortunately, that there are, Pharmacies that aren't run like that, that aren't supportive, um, and it's unfortunate. But I think that it's up to the. the um, it is in a way up to us, us females who do get pregnant, to have that voice to be able to know your value and what value you add to your workplace, and to know that you can work elsewhere, and that you know it is hard to find a job in some some areas, but that this um, you to know your value and to know what you bring to the team. I think that's your asset. Um, yeah. So you've given a little bit of advice for employers um, with their employees to help support them during the pregnancy journey. Do you have any other advice that you think employers could take on board to support their staff during that time? I think um, checking in emotionally, um, checking in as an individual. Um, you don't have to be their best friend. But it's more like, hey, how are you going? Just wanted to see how you could, how 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 things are, are going for you. Um, do you do you need any changes at work? Um, it is. It also can you can extrapolate it to any other thing, like to being a, being physically, you know, um, unable to do some work. You know, you've had an injury, or you've had someone a death in the family. You have to be a carer. There has to be some kind of empathy there displayed um, where, you know, you have check-ins, you have you actually schedule them in, not just as a haphazard, oh, yeah, I'll do it this week sometime, you know. Actually schedule it in. It makes them feel valued. It makes them feel, the employee feel um, regarded, respected, and that you don't want to lose them because in the end that's your workforce and um, having a loyal workforce is is you can't earn that. You can't buy that. So <clears throat> I kind of feel like um, actually enjoying that kind of respect of your employee and uh, and really um, asking them what their thoughts are and what else can be done and working around that. Not necessarily saying yes, I can do that and being you know 
gung-ho about it, but more just like, you know, okay, I hear you. I'll see what I can do. You know, I think that that validation is so important as a pregnant mum. You've got so many hormones going on and you're, if it's your first, you're like, it's such a whirlwind. Um, And when it gets to your second, it's not so exciting, but it's still like, how am I going to fit one more into my life? You know, it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. And I think that like, it doesn't matter if you've got friends and family who are all pregnant, who have have had kids, three kids, five kids, whatever. It, it's different when it comes to yourself. So um, for employers accepting and not acknowledging that, and the only way that you can really understand it is if you've had your own kids as an, as an employer, as a manager. Um, and sometimes if they don't have that experience, really talking to someone um that has had that experience what can the manager do better um asking that question is really important and not just in this sense um in pregnancy <clears throat> but also like in other aspects disability carers um injury all that kind of stuff the managers if you're i mean to be a really amazing manager or um boss that is what is needs needed to validate them where they're at see how they're going what can they what can be how they can be better supported so yeah I think asking those questions I feel like that's a good start really solid start how did you find it to reintegrate back into the workplace after you came back from maternity did you find the support how did you find it I found it interesting because I know of other mums who have older kids and so they're like, they've always told me it's a great break, mental break from, you know, child rearing and um, all that and, and, the, and the language you have to speak to them. At. But um, yeah, I found it refreshing. I found it, um, I found the workplace to be a positive place where, you know, I can activate that part of my brain and my life and reinvigorate that passion to go back to my career. Um which I don't think it was lost. It was just, as I said, shelved. Um, It was like, you know, having to dust it off and be like, hmm, where did I finish off and where do I want to go again and re-evaluate my goals and where I want to be? Do I still want to go there? Um, What else in my experience in the last few years, what else do I want to do, you know? Um, Because being a mum, you see the world from a different light. Um, from your kids as well as from your own perspective, your, 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 your view changes. And so, yeah, um, I kind of felt like my workplace was really supportive um, and just felt that like time hadn't passed. I felt like we're going back into the pharmacy workforce that I, in terms of, you know, uh, the systems that were, they had changed. I think um, SafeScript came up came on board and um e-prescribing came on board and all that stuff so I had to relearn all that that was a a bit of real um a bit of adjustment because I'm like it's only been what 18 months (laughs) how can it change so much um and again with my daughter because I had to take carers leave and extended mat leave and all that so I was out of the workforce for a good two years um and that was not even dabbling in pharmacy at all so I was for me to keep up my CPD points was a, was was already an ask, 
Um, and to, I couldn't go to you know, seminars and things because it was lockdown and all that. So there was nothing really to really engage me to do my CPD points. So that was really tough, like being able to just do magazines and things like that. So I found that really hard. That, probably, that was probably harder than going back to the actual work workforce and going back in the workplace. I felt that that was easier um, and people were more understanding to sort of re, re, reskill me in certain areas. And, yeah, I kind of felt like the workplace was not the issue. It was the... Be, be, the, the, keeping up the registration was the was the hard part so um but that's just me um but yeah my workplace was really accepting and understanding and I felt comfortable coming back and how about now how do you find your work life me balance I think we have to add me in there as well yeah, right uh, I was just thinking about this yesterday actually um yeah the me thing is is still being a, a really big factor um kind of dealing with lockdown weight and you know um the habits from there as well as habits of, of, of having two kids you know eating their leftovers like it's really um I feel like uh yeah the me part is still in its early stages I kind of um yeah I was thinking about this yesterday and I think that I do need to work on the me part a lot more um and that is talking about eating better, um, looking after my cardiovascular health and not looking at it like that. Like I just want to move. Um, so um, being active daily um, and uh, with my Department of Health role, I am literally behind a computer the whole entire time, <laughs> constantly on Teams meetings or something like that. So it's, um, yeah, a bit more of a sedentary lifestyle than I was used to like five years ago. But um yeah, so the me time, I feel like I could do a lot better. Um, and there's no guilt in that. I think it's just for me, um, some people would, would have guilt, but I choose not to. Um, I remember five years ago before having my first, I threw away all my clothes. I literally threw away all my wardrobe. I was like, I'm not going to feel guilty about my body after giving birth. My birth has, my, 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 my body has you know, housed two kids, you know, I can't expect it to be the same. It was, I used to run half marathons. I used to play basketball like four times a week, you know, I can't be like that anymore. My pelvic floor does not allow it. <laughs> so I kind of, um, I, I admit and I accept, you know, that my body is the way it is, but I still feel crap right now. Like I feel my, my body is not at a point where it needs to be. And I, for my kids as well as for myself, like I just need my, and my mental state of mind. Like, so that uh, is something I'm working on. Uh, but yeah, in terms of my balance, uh, currently um, now, now I'm full-time. I was part-time before, but now I'm full-time. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see how that works with my husband's hours. Um, working from home has its things. Like a lot of um, mums would love it because, you know, it's easy, but it's hard to work from home when you've got your your kids at home. Not that, that they are, um, but when they are at home, there are things that you that you that you find for them to do that keeps them away from you, or like at least for the crucial moments. But also uh, being able to focus with background noise. You know, I think that is the art of working from home as a parent. Um, but. That plus my kids, I kind of feel like you know um, I'm doing I, I, I'm doing all right in that, like uh, balancing work and uh, having children and focusing on them, giving them the time. I feel like when you work full time and you've got two kids or more, uh, I feel like that your time with your kids is a hundred percent your time. 
with them. Like you value that time with them. You're not on your phone all the time. Like you might be on the phone for like five minutes. It's not much, but like when you're actually with them, you're with them and you love it. You love that time with them. It's really like, um, especially the firstborn. Your firstborn will always be your firstborn. It will always be, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say a favorite. It's just because they were your first. You had lots of moments with them. Whereas your second is really like, um, still, still so different to your first. Um, so you're sort of learning new things about not just them, but about you as a mother for those different aspects. So my first is very placid. My second is not. Um, <laughs> so very, I, w- I wouldn't say talkative because she doesn't have her words yet, but she's um, definitely a bit vocal and she knows what she wants. So yeah, um, when you when you're when you're balancing life and life and work, especially with children like uh, children in your life um i feel like that really is okay and you can do it it's just a matter of putting you in there as a mum, as a person as an individual that is the hard thing um because i think for females we tend to put ourselves last um or not not first at least um and some a lot of people are much better than me and they've gone back to you know gym and all that and i tried but um it tends to sort of fall by the wayside any gym memberships <laughs> so um I've sort of stopped that but um yeah I, you know, uh, my motivation back in the day was great um I think right now I think I just need that motivation back so that's just my big issue really but the life work balance has been has been pretty good it's just the me part that I need to work on I kind of feel like that's the biggest issue for me yeah you said that now um now that your kids are a bit older you're ready to get back into the workforce at a stronger capacity, which I guess is when you said you've gone back to work full-time. Um, is that the main thing that has changed, that you've gone back to work full-time? And what other support have you had? Is it childcare or grandparents or...? Yeah, I don't... I didn't, when I first had um, my children, I thought I would have lots of support. Um, but then it came to be that, like they have their own lives yeah and which is great which is fine like and and i see them loving life and that's that's more than what i would love for them but i thought i would have more support but i don't actually have as much support as i would have thought and so childcare is in respect some respect um there um but i'm also like uh mindful that i do want to breathe life into them as well like and there's no judgment about other families at all I just don't want that for my kids where they're in there five days a week for 10 hours a day um for me uh the child care serves a different purpose for me it's a more of an educational purpose a social purpose but not necessarily um for me to go to work purpose which in some sense it is it is in right now because I'm working full-time but um ideally oh with my with my full-time work I'm all I'm able to work over the weekends so that helps a lot so it's only really three weekdays that I need to um work my sort of work around my kids so and I'm lucky that I can do an evening shift or a morning shift it's actually pretty flexible in that way and so I I'm very careful with, with the roles I choose um and if I I've always got pharmacy to fall back on it's not my it's not my rescue uh, job at all I still really love it and whatever I do I will do 100% it's just that um, go moving on from that and I want to do something else uh, on top of being a pharmacist I I need to be choosy about what I what I which jobs I do get 
take on because I feel like the hours need to suit my life. And so this role at the moment, and even though it's for two months, it's because um, I was go- going from a different role for, I think I was in that role for eight months and that was a part-time 0.8 FTE. Um, so this one is uh, full-time, but it's only for two months and it's just to uh, help a new team take on the tasks. So um, it's flexible for me and I it works for me, but um, I also was not really wanting to compromise on that. So the jobs I was looking for um, either were part-time um, or they were uh, seven-day-a-week rosters. That works for me and I don't mind having my weekends taken up because during the week I take my kids out. So that's my sort of compromise. I like that. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's in a nutshell, like, how I balance everything. Great. So I'd say, what are your career aspirations going forward? Uh, I really don't know. Um, I feel like the world is my oyster in that respect. I have that sort of ability to dream. And I think whatever opportunity comes my way is where I'll go. Um, what sort of sparks, uh, what's that word? What's, what, what's that Marie Kondo? What, um, I was saying whatever sparks joy, <laughs> I feel that will come across my, uh, my plate, my eyes. I feel like that will be where I want to go um, it depends though because I, I want to be into I, I want to be in community health I want to be in health promotion I want to be in program planning project development all these all these things and, and in the end I think my, my 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 goal would be to work for um you know United Nations or um Red Cross WHO those kind of like organizations but again um yeah, the steps that I have to take to get there, I don't know. But And in what capacity, I don't know, because it really depends on what presents itself and what the need is. Public health uh, is so broad, so it's not like a, you know, one-size-fits-all type thing. So it really, it's really a dynamic space, so whatever comes my way. And if, God forbid, there is another pandemic, you know, I'd love to be a part of a rapid response team. So, you know, as I have been. So that's been really um, a great blessing that I've been about, I've been able to work for the COVID response in the Department of Health has been a, a huge eye opener, and a lot of skills learnt. Uh, so yeah, I'm happy to to continue the, this this journey, even if it is for two months. You know, and the Department of Health, I think that um, for those who do work for the department understand that you, you have to be dynamic, and opportunities come your way, and if they don't, then that's okay. Um, but yeah, the Department of Health are very supportive. Um, I'm very lucky to be a part of. Uh, the organisation, um, but I, I do want to work and advocate for um, the many people, the many diverse groups of people that need to be supported and advocated for in the pharmacy pharmacy profession. I think that I still there's still a lot for me to do uh, in the pharmacy profession, and uh, organisationally is what I want to be at in terms of pharmacy. So, yeah, I mean I'm never going to say no to a pharmacy role. But again, I'm being very picky and choosy because I can be and because I deserve to be. Like, I feel like that's my place. Um, but yeah, whatever comes my way. And, you know, if it doesn't come, then I'm, I'm happy to just be a clinical pharmacist because, you know, uh, it is it was my first passion. So, you know, yeah. And I want to think with your balance with your children and your role that you say that you can do over the weekends as well and your husband, how does – how does it work with his hours, your hours, and yeah, balancing that dynamic? It, it, I don't have it down pat. I don't have the answers. <laughs> I'm only I'm still working it, working through it day by day, and I kind of, yeah, I'm no expert. 
I can always do things better. And I think that's what how all females feel. Like this, they, can, they can always do better. Um, but yeah, I, I, okay, if you want to break it down, so I'd work five, five days a week. So just say, you know, Friday to Saturday. Oh, Friday, Friday to Tuesday, sorry. Um, and then uh, my daughter has medical appointments. She's got physio, speech therapy. She's got um, hospital appointments, but very, like, infrequent. My son has an appointment with speech as well so and then he's in kindergarten so you know the Tuesday to Thursday that I have with them will be running around doing all that dropping and, and my husband will drop you know um my my firstborn to kinder childcare, or I'll do it um and we'll always do the opposite so um pick up will be different as well so we'll try we always try to accommodate my my husband's very accommodating he is um, an engineer so not in the pharma- pharmacy profession so he um, works from home he works you know nine to five Monday to Friday very typical job so and they really like respect him and he's, a, he's held in high esteem so for him to drop things and to you know pick up where he left off for his work is fine like they understand and whatnot so yeah that there's there's a lot of support for my husband for me to sort of dream and do whatever I need to do. Um, but, yeah, in terms of grandparents, we don't always want to call on them. You know, they are getting older, but they also have their own lives too. So, you know, my mum takes care of um, my daughter on a Friday and then my auntie, oh, my um, husband's auntie and uncle, they look after both kids on the Monday. So that's how that works out. But otherwise, during the week, I try to take care of them because I feel like this you're going to get this time like once you don't ever get that time back again once they've hit five it's like they're in school full time so you know I feel like um yeah I don't mind um having half my day with them and then have the other half at work if I have to you know it's just I'd rather have them at home um and you know you just find ways that they learn and the way the ways that they are entertained and you'll do that at home and you were able to, if you have the ability to work from home, that's really amazing. But if you don't, then it's you just figure it out and your kids will value the time that you have with them um, and be 100% there, present uh, with them. I think this is what my sage advice would be, is whatever time that you do have with them, that has to be 100% your attention, your time. And I would also advocate for one-on-one time if you have more than one, kid, one, one child. If you can... Um, really uh have I wouldn't even call it dating at this stage but I would I also like later on in life I would like to date my kids you know um have that one-on-one time with my with my son so he knows how to treat a lady you know and for my daughter with my husband to know how she should be treated um and what that what that kind of um feels like looks like so that they have that standard to uphold um but yeah that's just one stage thing to do I think for for all mums that we just need to have that one-on-one time and, and that, that that's easier for us as well as 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 mums to breathe life into them one-on-one um yeah we hope you've enjoyed this episode of the AJP podcast if you have any thoughts comments or suggestions about this episode please visit the AJP website forum at ajp.com.au and join the conversation If you have any suggestions for future topics or would like to participate in the podcast, please follow us on Twitter at AJP Podcast and send us a message.